the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. And good afternoon, folks. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Right now, it is 12.06 on this uh, sunny but cold Friday afternoon. And, folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Henry Oil. Call Henry Oil today. They want to be your oil provider for this winter. Call Henry Oil at 401 401- Give them a call since 1957. It's Henry Oil, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200 for Henry Oil. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. It's the John DePietro Show. Uh, for those that are, are listening, you'll be able to hear. I know the Facebook Live crowd. Um, we're having a, uh, a minor problem with Facebook Live. So for whatever reason, um, we're trying to straighten it out. And it's, it's one of those things that is, um, what is what is ironic about it. And again, I recognize the radio crowd um, feels that, um, you know, that, that the Facebook Live sometimes gets in the way. But what's ironic about it is I can actually do Facebook Live on the phone, which we don't do. But for some reason... Um, it's not working uh, on the computer. So the good news is it is a radio show. And so, folks, we get to, uh, obviously, it doesn't impact it. I hope uh, many of you caught, we had Mark Meadows last hour, former chief of staff to President Trump. Many people would say still the chief of staff to, to President Trump. And, uh, but just if you missed it, we will have it posted. And again, on the website petro.com So uh, we will try to get that straightened out. Now, obviously, listen, all eyes are on this Kyle Rittenhouse jury watch that is going on. Uh, I am surprised that it has gone on as long as it has. But for whatever reason, it is, in fact, uh, they're still out there. Now, conventional wisdom would normally be, and we may check in with our legal analyst next hour, uh, Rhode Island top attorney Tim Dodd. But what's ironic about it is the fact that, that um, you know, most of the time, if they're going to come to a verdict, it would, it would be, you know, before the weekend. So that's why, folks, the media is obviously all kind of geared up most of the time. Now, someone you can ask, what happens if, in fact, it, um, it goes, you know, they don't reach a verdict at the end of the day? Well, several things we can uh one of the things that that may or may not happen is the judge may either have them come in over the weekend or or uh they may have to just come back on monday he may give them the uh the weekend off to you know think about um the trial so um that that is something that is out there that is an unknown at the moment and we're obviously going to continue to, you know, monitor this. Uh, but I, I am surprised that it's taking it's taking this long, um, that it's taking this long. Now, at the same time, you, you have what was happening. And I think uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy, he did a tremendous job uh, in, in at least trying to draw attention to the spending bill. And this spending bill is unnecessary. Folks, again, it's one of those things that, you know, you have to, um, we have to get the um, spending bill. We have to, like, they want to pass it before we'll actually find out what's in it. So, which is ludicrous when you think about it. But right now it's 12 minutes, it's, uh, excuse me, 1210 on the... It's Friday. I apologize, folks. We always, you know, everything, Facebook Live is... um, it's a, just a double-edged sword. I mean, most of the time we have no problem with it, and then all of a sudden, you get a problem. You get a problem with it, and it rattles just because we we did one after dark last night, and we depend on it. And I so I know so many of you like it when we do it for our noon report, 
but uh, for whatever reason, it just doesn't have to be working right now. So, but now what is the latest with the, the Rittenhouse case as um, at 11 minutes past 12 on this Friday? Well, the, the, the latest is, is the jury is back in and they're, they're still uh, meeting right now. Meanwhile, folks, the corruption, the ugly head of corruption has once again um, reared its ugly head. In, in Rhode Island. I'm looking at right now on Twitter, Lifespan has hired former Rhode Island House Speaker Nick Mattiello as a lobbyist as the hospital company seeks approval to merge with Care New England. You know, between that and what's going on right now with Governor McGreed, um, it, it, it's just atrocious what is happening right now, folks. And, and as I had predicted, though, you know, the more money, money should make a lot of problems in the state, you know, kind of get fixed and go away. Um, instead, it's the opposite. In in Rhode Island, um, when in fact there's a lot of money floating around is when the corruption really starts to kick in. The more money that there is, the more corruption. I hate seeing this build back better bill that they were all chanting with um, they were they were all chanting and celebrating the fact that it passed. It's unnecessary. Um, it, 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 it's just completely un, unnecessary that what they want to spend this money on. You know, there's, there's just no end to the spending that they want to do, and it's unnecessary spending. But you know, closer to home, folks, as I had um, mentioned that. It, it is, I, I'm really concerned, like many of you should be, on several things. Number one, how about Biden temporarily transfers powers to VP Harris while undergoing um, a procedure? Colonoscopy. Uh, that's concerning. That if anything goes wrong, can you imagine then she is the one, in fact, in charge? But closer to home, this. Um, the deal that that Governor McKee is trying to put forward with the unions, it, it needs to be stopped in its tracks. It's, it's wrong. It needs to be called out. We're going to continue to draw attention to it. I want to give credit, and I'm glad that it's not just a Channel 12 story that now even... Channel 10 is picking up on it. The Journal's picking up on it. The Boston Globe is picking up on it. Um, as I've said, I am just uh, very, very disappointed. This is, uh, I'll give, we'll play both Channel 10 and Channel 12, but an agreement with Council 94, $3,000 bonus to state workers for getting the COVID vaccine. That is, that is, Governor, I, I'm going to just come right out and say it. That is Governor McKee playing with COVID money to buy votes. Let's hear, this is the Channel 10 story of uh, covering this. A new deal on the table for the largest state workers union in Rhode Island includes bonuses for getting the COVID shot. NBC10's Brian Crandall live in Providence with the new developments. Brian. Well, producing Gene Governor Dan McKee has not wanted to give vaccination incentives to the general public, but if this deal goes through with the state workers union, the state would pay out millions of dollars in vaccination incentives to certain state workers. Money for shots, $3,000. That's part of a tentative contract deal between the state of Rhode Island and its workers represented by the Council 94 union. Union President Michael Downey confirms to me that the proposal the union will vote on December 2nd includes two so-called COVID retention bonuses, $1,500 to start and another $1,500 next July. Downey says the workers need to be vaccinated to get the cash. The union has about 3,800 workers throughout state government. If they all got the shot and then the check, the state would pay out more than $11 million in this bonus program. There's a lot of people struggling in this state, and I don't think we should be using taxpayer money to give a $3,000 bonus to people who take vaccines. Absolutely. House Republican leader Blake Filippi. 90% of our state is vaccinated. Yep. Why are the taxpayers of this state yes. then giving $3,000 bonuses to state employees? 
buying votes. Great job, and they should be paid for their work. They shouldn't be paid for taking a, uh, a medical treatment. Governor Dan McKee has said, starting months ago, that his team was in talks with the state workers union over the possibility of mandating the vaccine for them. Well, that didn't happen. Instead, it's now a payout to get the shot. McKee did mandate vaccinations for healthcare workers statewide, which includes union workers at the state-run Eleanor Slater Hospital and Veterans Home. And some of them are in the union that could get the bonus. McKee had also resisted handing out incentives to the general public, like other states have done, to try to get more people vaccinated. Instead, when certain vaccination thresholds were met, the state gave checks to some nonprofits. The governor also handed out scratch tickets at a vaccination clinic a couple weeks ago. And McKee has repeatedly backed up his rationale on incentives by pointing to Rhode Island's high vaccination rates. 93% of adults now have at least one shot. You know, and back to that proposed contract deal with the union. I've learned it also includes a two and a half percent raise each of the three years of the contract. The government is on vacation through Thanksgiving. His office did not want to comment. No. Spokesman for the Department of Administration, which handles contracts, says in a statement that they won't reveal the details of the deal until it's approved. <laughs> I'm Brian Crandall, NBC 10 News, live in profit. Great report by Brian Crandall, and I'm glad that Blake Filippi weighed in on this. And you know what else? Think of that. We're not going to comment on it until the deal goes through. We're, we're not going to comment on the, the contract until it goes. Like, what does that mean? Why don't the taxpayers get a chance to see what this deal is going to be with this new deal? I'll tell you, folks, the McKee people, this, uh, this is buying votes. There's no other way to describe it. And Blake Filippi is exactly right. You know, if this is the way that Governor McKee is going to continue to run the administration, he doesn't belong in office. I'll say that right now. He doesn't belong in office. Absolutely doesn't belong in office. Now, it was Channel 12 that broke the story. And I want to um, I want to play their version of it just because they were the ones that uh, initially broke it this is the channel 12 version of this story earlier this afternoon good evening i'm mike Calvo. and i'm shannon heggie the mckee administration and rhode island's biggest union have reached a tentative agreement to give workers who are vaccinated against covid19 thousands of dollars in bonuses target 12 investigator tolly taylor was first with the news he joins us now with the details the tentative agreement would give an initial $1,500 vaccination bonus to state workers following next month's vote and another $1,500 bonus in July. A new effort by Governor Dan McKee to get Rhode Islanders vaccinated against COVID-19. Members that we represent. Council 94's J. Michael Downey, the president of Rhode Island's largest union of state workers, told Target 12 Thursday the union has reached a tentative agreement with the McKee administration, which would give workers who have been vaccinated a total of $3,000 in bonuses. Downey said the vote on the tentative four-year contract will take place December 2nd. Before that, he said, 60 members of Council 94 will fan out to seek feedback from the community. It's not the first time McKee has touted incentives to get Rhode Islanders vaccinated. Every time 5,000 or more Rhode Islanders receive a first dose of COVID-19 vaccine, we will award $10,000 grants to local nonprofits. That was back in July. Earlier this month, McKee announced the vaccines are a Grand Slam vaccine incentive program. And we're here to encourage more to get vaccinated today. Which gave adults who got vaccinated on a specific day a $1 Rhode Island lottery baseball scratch ticket. McKee's office declined to comment. A spokesperson for the State Department of Administration told Target 12, the state and the unions are working diligently on a contract. Out of respect for the process, the state will not disclose any details until a contract is ratified. While McKee has chosen the carrot, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker went with a stick. Earlier this year, he signed an executive order mandating vaccinations for more than 40,000 state workers and contractors. With the Target 12 investigators, I'm Holly Taylor, 12 News. Again, I want to repeat, what is this that we don't get to see until the deal is done? Folks, can you imagine you go to buy a house and you can't see how much it's going to cost until, you know, after the closing? This is so unacceptable.
by the McKee people and the governor himself and this 12-day vacation that he's on. And I don't believe, you know, he can believe if he wants to. If he wants to believe that he's got a 59% approval rating, then fine. I, I don't believe that he has a 59% approval rating. I don't. I don't believe that he has a 59% approval rating. They, 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 he went off on vacation thinking that he is almost close to a 60% approval rating. Well, some of that polling was done in July. So th- this business that he right now is sitting there with uh, a 60% approval rating, I, I, don't, I don't believe it. And there, you know, that is the ultimate. If he wants to think that he can, you know, behave this way, this is all in an effort to try to win the Democrat primary. There's no other rationale on why he's, and and I want to play actually uh, Minority Leader Blake Filippi. When you have this type of vaccination rate, why are we giving bonuses when 93% of the state is vaccinated? Why, why is he giving bonuses if 93% of the state is vaccinated? There's no reason to. There's no reason for him to be giving bonuses with that number of state employees. Let's go back to, I like the uh, quotes from Blake on the Channel 10 story. Let's play this one more time. Good to have you with us tonight. I'm Patrice Wood. A new deal on the table for the largest state workers union in Rhode Island includes bonuses for getting the COVID shot. NBC 10's Brian Crandall live in Providence with the new developments. Brian. Well, Patrice and Jean, Governor Dan McKee has not wanted to give vaccination incentives to the general public, but if this deal goes through with the state workers union, the state would pay out millions of dollars in vaccination incentives to certain state workers. Money for shots, $3,000. That's part of a tentative contract deal between the state of Rhode Island and its workers represented by the Council 94 Union. Union President Michael Downey confirms to me that the proposal the union will vote on December 2nd includes two so-called COVID retention bonuses, $1,500 to start and another $1,500 next July. Downey says the workers need to be vaccinated to get the cash. The union has about 3,800 workers throughout state government. If they all got the shot, and then the check, the state would pay out more than $11 million in this bonus program. There's a lot of people struggling in this state, and I don't think we should be using taxpayer money to give a $3,000 bonus to people who take vaccines. House Republican leader Blake Filippi. 90% of our state is vaccinated. Why are the taxpayers of this state then giving $3,000 bonuses to state employees? They're doing a great job, and they should be paid for their work. They yeah. shouldn't be paid for taking a, uh, a medical treatment. Governor Dan McKee has said, starting months ago, that his team was in talks with the state workers' union over the possibility of mandating the vaccine for them. Well, that didn't happen. Instead, it's now a payout to get the shot. Well, McKee did mandate vaccinations for health care workers statewide, which includes union workers at the state-run Eleanor Slater Hospital and Veterans Home. And some of them are in the union that could get the bonus. McKee had also resisted handing out incentives to the general public, like other states have done, to try to get more people vaccinated. Instead, when certain vaccination thresholds were met, the state gave checks to some nonprofits. The governor also handed out scratch tickets at a vaccination clinic a couple weeks ago. And McKee has repeatedly backed up his rationale on incentives by pointing to Rhode Island's high vaccination rates. 93% of adults now have at least one shot. You know, in fact, here we go. proposed contract deal with the union. I've learned it also includes a two and a half percent raise each of the three years of the contract. The Governor McKee is on vacation through Thanksgiving. His office did not want to comment. A spokesman for the Department of Administration, which handles contracts, says in a statement that they won't reveal the details of the deal until it's approved. I'm Brian Crandall, NBC 10 News, live in Providence. You know, that's a very good report by uh, Brian. By the way, good afternoon to everybody joining us a little late on Facebook Live. I apologize, folks. Minor glitch, never easy dealing with FB. Good afternoon, everybody. Share that you're watching. Again, it is the John DePietro Show. You know, I, I didn't come to this lightly, but if you check the website, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Endzone, that's right, Endzone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland, where they had a nice crowd last night. For, what a Patriot win. 
25 to nothing. Folks, you know what's amazing? And I know I'm not the first one to say it. But again, the margin of victory, 25, the, the number of points, 25, right? 25 to nothing. When the Patriots, when we were down in the Super Bowl, 28 to 3, what was the margin? 25. So there's something. That was a great win. That wasn't a good win. That was a great win on the road. I'll tell you, I think it's the best defense in the NFL. Uh, I, this team has all the makings of a Super Bowl run. Granted, huge game coming up at home against Tennessee. Big time. The Titans right now considered the top team in the AFC. Best record. However, you know, the Patriots right now, they at 7-4, and four, they could actually be... You know, they could actually be eight and three. But anyhow, we move forward. They have the long break. They have the Titans. They don't have the bye coming up for a while. But is Belichick really going to lose to Mike Vrabel? I don't think so. Not at home. Not with this type of defense. So not with this type of defense. Very, very happy. And Mac Jones, listen, all right, so he made through one, one mistake last night, a bad interception. He should have thrown underneath. But it's to be expected. He was going... One one minor mistake. But you can watch all the action at End Zone Sports Pub. That's right. 960 Men Road in Cumberland, where they have karaoke on Friday and Saturday nights. And then don't forget, they also have the NFL ticket on Sundays. It's clean. It's friendly. Friendly place. Family owned. Stop it and see Dana and his crew. But that was a. I really enjoyed that game last night, and I, I know some people. If you weren't a fan, you're thinking twenty five to nothing. What kind of game is that? You know, it was actually a very exciting, enjoyable game. I don't mind the Patriots games if they don't. If the other team doesn't score, that we shut them out. That is a tremendous defense going into the game. Patriot defense was the second in the NFL. I, I think after this Sunday, the Patriots may have the top defense in the NFL. And you know what? It's also amazing. Now again, I know. It's not one on sports, but I have to comment, folks. As someone that I covered the team, I've been several Super Bowls, uh, used to go up to Gillette every Wednesday for media day. But uh, Belichick was actually known as a, like, he was the defensive guy. He was Parcell's defensive guy. So first and foremost, the Belichick philosophy, which is strong, is, and it makes sense, if, if you can prevent the other team from scoring a lot of points, you're always in it. If your defense, last night shut them out. If the, if the Patriot defense can hold teams to under, let's just say under 21 points, right? No matter who you're playing, if you can always hold them under that, you're always in it. <clears throat> if you're watching a game, if you're down 14 nothing, it's two scores, right? Let's just say Patriots floundered. It, it, even if it's, you know, you give up 17 points. 17, you're always in it if you have a strong defense. And, and also, what one mention, boy, the Fox pregame show with Mark Sanchez. Now, granted, he's biased because of the whole thing with the fumble in his behind. But for him to be saying that Matt Patricia's, Matt Patricia is not running the defense. Matt Patricia is doing what Ernie Adams used to do. That, that is Steve Belichick that's running the defense. What a defense that is. And the offense is gelling nice. I really enjoyed that game last night. Again, I apologize everyone tuning in on uh, Facebook Live. A little bit late with the noon report, but it is still one. And we will be active. Uh, But if you check the website to Petro.com, folks, you can see the headline. It's it's Governor Dan McReed. and, And the fact that he is out of town... Um. I, I just can't believe he is not who we thought he was. And the people in Cumberland property already know that and realize that. But, you know, he he just I, and by the way, I, I want to reiterate. And I was speaking with another member of the media. He's he's also he's not a young guy. So this is the team. He is who he is. I want to say this about Governor McGreed. He is who he is. He is 70 years old. He's not going to change. His staff is his staff. He's got some decent people. I, I don't think he has the strongest staff. I think, if anything, 
You know, this thing of we're going we're gonna to take the Cumberland crew and run the state house. We're going to have the team that we started with in the lieutenant governor's office minus Tony Silva, Mr. Third Person. And we're, Cumberland's going to run the state. Um, it, it's not a good sign if he has to use COVID money to try to buy union votes to help him in the Democrat primary. And I am telling you right now, that is exactly what's going on. And the fact that he is hiding out of state, and I'll use that word on this Friday, November 19th, he is hiding out of state for 12 days as stuff is leaking out with all this money puts aside. Um, You know, we're starting to see, and I know this is gonna sound very critical, when the governor came in, I'd like to give him a, you know, free, a free, not a free shot, but clean slate. Didn't know him that well. Um, I was kind of impressed in the beginning. I thought, you know, he had a different, completely different way than Gina Raimondo, uh, who always was like smartest one in the room. But the Raimondo people, and no one else will tell you this, folks. The Raimondo people were, you know, off the record. They were always like a little leery of the McKee crew. And I never could fully understand it. And then in the beginning, I thought, you know, as, as I've said, and I, some people are saying this guy is, you know, this, this past summer, there was some Democrat, so I know I'm speaking with, that was saying this guy could be the new, meaning Governor McCree, McKee. He, he's like the new, he's like a Joe Garrahy type governor. He is not a Joe Garrahy type governor. Uh, I knew Joe Garrahy, Governor Garrahy. I certainly knew his wife. Uh, Margaret, whose maiden name was Marguerite DiPietro. But uh, to me, he reminds me more of the, the Preed administration, which was a pay to play. So I don't know what to make of, of this McKee administration, other than th- there's this false confidence that they somehow think they're going to get away with things. And I'm not convinced of that. Um, He's not the mayor of Cumberland anymore. All due respects to Mayor Mutter. He's not the lieutenant governor anymore. You know, in the very beginning, one of the first interviews that Governor McGreed, as some people are calling him now, Governor McKee, uh, it is greed. When you start throwing money secretly to your friends uh, and it's COVID relief money, that is a sense of greed. But, um, But in his first interview... Real big sit down on Newsmakers with Tim White and Ted Nisi. Uh, Governor McKee said the thing that has surprised him the most was the media attention. And you can tell, number one, it was kind of a surprising thing to say and admit. But number two, now we see why. Because it is, it is my observation that I believe Governor, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee was most comfortable operating almost in an invisible fashion. And for some reason, they didn't think they needed to change things up, even though now they're going to have more of a focus on them. That's more than obvious. But if he if he thinks he is going to just sneak things by and get elected to governor, because I want to remind people, he was not elected governor. Someone said the other you know the other day, who voted for? He wasn't voted governor. He's finishing the term of Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo. What is is becoming frightening is he could win, if he wins next year, 2022, he could be governor for four years. He could be governor for four more years after that. You're talking about an incredible opportunity. He could actually be governor for 10 years. Now, I don't think that's going to happen because this is my belief. And again, folks, good afternoon at 1234. It's John DePeach on this Friday. Is it's not happening right now, but he is the McKee administration. In my opinion and estimation, they are providing opponents with a lot of ammunition, and just because someone's not running negative campaign commercials on him right now does not mean it won't do it in the future. And he is, I believe, he is digging himself a hole. With a lot of, I am very surprised, and I wanna, I am gonna touch on what's going on in Washington. We are gonna monitor the the uh, jury with the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, but l- let me let me just say this about Governor McKee. This latest story that is broken about bribing 
union workers, state workers, giving them each $3,000 to say we're giving it to them for getting the vaccine. As, as a tax, forget that I'm a member of the media and a member of the press. As a taxpayer in the state or not, as a member, resident of the state, I find that really offensive. And that goes completely against what he has said. It's also the polar opposite of what you're seeing Governor Baker doing in Massachusetts. Do I think he's going to have a good explanation for this when he comes back from his 12-day vacation? No, I do not. I think they're going to operate as a blank you to the media. And you saw some of that at the press briefing when he did the appearance with someone from one television station and was looking right at their competitor when he he announced that. And I appeared with a television person and we're giving out $1 scratch tickets. So, folks, my message to you on this Friday on the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM is that's a pretty good example for the regular business owner, worker, taxpayer. You get a $1 scratch ticket to the state workers and the union people that he's trying to buy their votes. They get $3,000, $3,000 for the state employees because he's trying to buy their vote, $1 for the taxpayer. Right there, that sums it up right there. But I believe the McKee administration, they're going in a direction of blank you to the media. That's, that's what it's becoming. They don't care. We're going to do what we want. We're going to just try to lock up the, uh, the election, the nomination. And who cares? You report whatever you want. We're going to do shaky land deals. We're going to give secret contracts. We're going to pay people off for votes. This is an absolute who cares. We don't care. We're going to operate the way we want to operate. That's my impression. And, and, and I am very anxious to see if that's going to work. You know, something else is, as many people know, Pork Boy was um, his pal from Cumberland. Uh, the fathead was, was, you know, basically saying and announcing on his radio show that he was going to work for the McKee administration. I think, um, I think now people are realizing that he is, in fact, working for the McKee administration. And they don't care. They don't care. They don't care that it's obviously a conflict of interest. They now have a full-time person. I'll just be curious to see if there's some money making its way from the McKee campaign into uh, Pork Boys. He runs some kind of bogus consultant thing. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some money finding its way to him, which, again, is a complete conflict of interest, should not be allowed. But as if the people that would allow someone like that to remain behind the microphone is if they would call him out on it. And the answer is they probably would not. Folks, this portion of the program on this Friday is brought to you by CBD Store Warwick. I want you to stop in 1845 Post Road Warwick. Now, I'm holding up on Facebook Live. Here it is. The Delta 8 gummies. These are tremendous. If you want to feel like you're getting a massage, your whole body's relaxed. Try the Delta 8 gummies. Michael told me about them. Now, he also, they have some other great products. They have these uh, great products for your pets. If you have an older pet, dog or cat, especially the dog, make sure they try some of that. You put a little bit, put a little bit in Rummy's mouth, just a little bit. Helps his hind legs. They have all natural products for people. If you're listening on this Friday and you're fighting stress or anxiety, or pain or seizure, stop it and see them. 1845 Post Road, Warwick, right across from Airport Plaza. And look for them on Facebook, The CBD Store. All right, folks, good afternoon. Again, everyone is buzzing about the website. Check it out at DePetro.com. And don't forget, DePetro.com, which is brought to you by the Saturdale Revival. 18, uh, excuse me, 2025 Smith Street, North Providence. I'll tell you, Shane and his crew, they do a great job. Delicious food, great drinks. Uh, you don't have to venture into uh, other places. You're going to have a great meal waiting for you at Centerdale Revival, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. So, folks, I want to give credit. I thought that uh, speaker in waiting, Kevin McCarthy, I thought he did a, uh, a great job. By the way, next hour, I'm also going to talk about this a controversy that's breaking right now. Um, 
about who's the Black Lives Matter. There's a, a fraction of Black Lives Matter members that are breaking off and now they're forming Black Lives Matter militia. They are not hiding the fact that they plan to be fully strapped and armed and loaded. And um, that without question, that is the direction that they're moving. So Black Lives Matter militia, they're going to have more on it now. So there's some inner fighting with that. But I want to play. This is something that Governor McGreed, um, how about Biden approval rating? It's new low of 36 percent. But they won't touch on Alorza won't touch on it. Uh, Governor McKee won't touch on it. But the fact uh, that fentanyl, how much it comes into Rhode Island, how the cartels are now operating in the United States because of the open borders. And last night, Leader McCarthy was exactly right. Fentanyl, how much it has increased under the Biden administration. Fentanyl has increased 300 percent only because the border is not secure. There is no city in America that is safe. He's exactly right. This is ludicrous. And, you know, anyone that follows the news, the and as someone who, folks, at 1242, um, and I've mentioned this in the past, but as someone that monitors the first responders and so forth, the amount of overdoses, I don't think people realize um, just how bad is it, it is. And it's terrible. And, and a lot of times, you know, there was an incident on Sunday night, and I don't think the names have been released yet, but there were three guys together in their 20s. And there were two brothers and I think a friend, and they were in East Greenwich. And I don't know what was going on, but they called 911. And when they got there, they started to administer Narcan to the person who was, had overdosed. And with, with, with fentanyl, one pill. And you can OD. And there are, I want to also be very clear. This is something that people don't, don't tell you. There were people that use fentanyl. And it's, it's a very powerful high. But they use it many times. And they don't have a problem with it. And what I mean by that is they don't have a fatal dose of it. So it's not like it's the first time they're trying it. But then you have fentanyl that is spiked. So as the first responders were there in East Greenwich on Sunday night, two, there were three people in the house the way it was explained. And they were treating one of the individuals, Narcan and everything. And two of the people were speaking to the first responders. As they were talking to them, as the first responders were in the house, the two that were talking, they went unconscious. Two brothers died right there. And that with first responders on the scene, administering Narcan, rushing them to the hospital. I mean, it, and I'm not just saying that because it happened there, but it is an absolute epidemic. And you would think they'd want to stop how it's getting into the country, but they don't. So I also want to go to Kevin McCarthy last night talking about Biden's reckless tax and spending and especially also when it comes to the border. Let me uh, hear some. Uh, this was last night. Uh, here we go. And here we go. A border or 1.7 million encounters. A border between February and October that more people have crossed than 2018, 2019, and 2020 combined. And Mr. Speaker, the closest the president has ever been to the border in 42 years is to drive through El Paso. Mr. Speaker, a vice president who is the czar of the border. This isn't a Republican or Democrat issue. This is the safety of this nation. That's right. That's right, Kevin. What do you think is going to happen to that border when you provide a billion dollars in amnesty? What do you think is going to happen when you reward people with $450,000? Where do you get the money? Yep. From the hardworking taxpayers of America. Yep. Who have less to give. But you know what? They're going to have to give more because you're hiring 87,000 IRS agents to come after them. You know, this is, um, folks, it can't stand. It cannot stand. And this expensive bill that they have in Congress right now, it absolutely 
you know, they can celebrate all they want. Let's see how it makes out in the Senate. This thing needs to be defeated. It's unnecessary. This is, you know, this truly is the battle for the country right now. This is absolutely the battle for the country. Um, This is, in fact, you know, right now, folks, it's very clear what the objective is for the Biden-Harris administration and all their allies, which is to flood in as many illegals as possible to cancel you out, cancel out your vote. And then they, they want to basically forever change the landscape of how things are done in the United States. And I, with, with their, this mission needs to be stopped and stopped immediately. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. It's Coogs. Call them today at 401 732 6562. 401 732 6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable, plumbing, heating, and cooling, residential services, commercial. R.E. Coogan and Heating. 401-732-6562. It's Coogs. Look for them on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. Now, folks, it's chilly. It's going to get even colder. Call R.E. Coogan Heating today, 401-732-6562. Now, also, last hour, we interviewed Mark Meadows. Mark is tremendous. And those of you that heard the interview, you can tell. Um, I really, I enjoy, I think Mark Meadows, who was chief of staff to President Trump, I will be posting the interview on uh, the website, topetro.com. But, listen, he was in a really tough situation. He served... President Trump very, very effectively. Um, I, I just, Mark is just such a great guy. He is. And folks, candidly, he is um, there. You know, he's just so encouraging to Juan. Um, they they know it's not easy up here. They know, meaning in the Northeast. And they know the amount of corruption that we have to deal with is in other parts of the country, it's just, it's unimaginable. But that's unfortunately just the way things have shaken out up here. You know, whether, and it's not just a Rhode Island thing, by the way. How about in Massachusetts, we have that Congresswoman, Ariana Presley. And, you know, still, they're just so irresponsible. She's on Twitter and calling uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. I, I just, between her and Cicilline and Langevin, it's, it's, it's tough to... It's, it's tough to find anyone who truly represents how the people feel. And, you know, for her to, like, this is a, a congresswoman, a congresswoman who still is on, um, you know, on Twitter calling, calling Kyle Rittenhouse a, a white supremacist. So... I mean, there's been no information to back that that up. That's an outrageous thing to say. And they don't even care, by the way. They don't care what false information they put out. They don't care what lies they put out. Um, I mean, she is just such a pathetic individual. uh, Ariana Presley, however you pronounce her last name, 17 years. Here's what she tweeted. 17-year-old white supremacist, domestic terrorist. Drove across state lines armed with an AR-15. Shot and killed two people who had assembled to affirm the value, dignity, and worth of black lives. First of all, that, that is completely filled with lies and misstatements. White supremacist. There's no information to show that Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist. Domestic terrorist. There's no evidence to, to uh, des- demonstrate that. Drove across straight line, state lines armed with an R-15. His mother drove him from Illinois to Kenosha. And once he got to Wisconsin is when he was given the AR-15. People who assembled black lives, that was a riot. They were lighting things on fire. The fact that this person is representing, with one million followers... 
Um, the fact that this person is allowed to just put out all this false information, it, it's really disgraceful. And, you know, she is in with Cicilline, um, and this, obviously the squad, but it's just, it's just completely irresponsible to continue to put out false information. They, they may deny it, but they want violence towards Kyle Rittenhouse. They want violence uh, in and around that trial. These are not individuals. Um, they're certainly not responsible, but they, they don't, they're not looking for justice. Um, and, and I don't understand why Twitter allows someone like her, even though she's a congressperson, to continue to put out lies and falsehoods in um, in that manner. Folks, good afternoon at 12.51. It's Juan. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program is brought to you by Brood Awakenings. You know, I love Brood Awakenings. I want you to stop in either this weekend or sometime over the next five or seven days. Shop local. It's a local company. David, they are just fantastic. My friend Dave Levesque. Uh, the Brood Mission and also the brood difference. Fresh ingredients, cozy environment. There's a location in Johnston. There's a location in Providence, 100 Westminster. There's a location on Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. And then there's the one Bald Hill Road in Warwick. Now, they actually have two in Johnston, but because of under the McKee administration, there's a worker shortage. So they just have one location open. But stop it and see them. Uh, whether it's breakfast, lunch, or in the afternoon, you'll love it. Delicious food. I love it. Brood Awakenings. I make my way around to the different locations around the state. So, folks, the um, at 1252, again, we go until 2 o'clock. Listen, without question, the big news is everyone is waiting to see uh, what happens with the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. And more crowds are building outside. Uh, I don't understand. I don't understand what's taking the jury so long. Uh, We don't know what's going to happen. Maybe they are going to decide over the weekend. We don't know. But some of the other headlines, you know, around the world, some of these countries are just going backwards with COVID. I mean, they really are. And they're going into lockdowns. And it's going to be a very different. Austria is back into a lockdown. And people are so upset about it. And I don't blame them. Uh, Nor... um, Norway retightens entry. How about, where did I see, I think, uh, in some countries, they're really going after the, um, the unvaccinated. And they're being um, completely, if you're unvaccinated, you have to be on lockdown. So it's, um, I, I, I don't know what to make of that other than we can't, uh, can't go backwards. We cannot go backwards. I'm also saying Biden transfers power to Kamala. How about that? First woman to hold presidential power. It's only because he's having that procedure. So, um, uh, but Kevin McCarthy, his speech over eight hours uh, hit on all the right themes. And I know some people, uh, Every time I mention Kevin McCarthy, who wants the Republicans retake the House, I hear from some people that they're not fans of his for whatever reason. This to me, I'm not going to argue with some people that feel there should be another Republican. Listen, he would be the next speaker. Um, He would be so much better than Nancy Pelosi. Folks, what they they are planning on doing is this has to be stopped. This Build Back Better bill. Which is is ridiculous. It's it's all social spending. Um, it it just it cannot go forward in the Senate. We we it's unnecessary. We don't need it. I want to play um, Stuart Varney. Build back better. Um, is the most dishonoring spending bill in American history. Fox Business. Stuart Varney. Let me uh, play some of this. Expert on this, how much is this going to cost our country? Okay, they say that it's going to add three hundred and sixty-seven billion dollars to the deficit. Nonsense. This is financial sleight of hand. There's a great deal of trickery involved in Build Back Better. Let me try to explain it to you. Take, take for example, the child care allowance. Costs one hundred and thirty billion dollars a year. That's scheduled to expire 
after one year. So it's costed at 130 billion. It's not the cost of it. It'll never be repealed. Which politician is going to say, oh, no, no, you can't have that. You kids, you parents, you can't have that money any longer. You can't repeal it. It's going to be there forever. So the true cost of that one program is not 130 billion. It's 1.3 trillion if it costs it out over 10 years. Well, I mean, and exactly the same thing is true of the Obamacare enhanced subsidies, of the earned income tax credit. They're all going to phase out after one year. Not true. They'll go on for 10 years and longer, which will cost eventually the total cost of building back better is more like five trillion dollars not two trillion dollars you know these are all the gains they use um i remember folks and again good afternoon right now it's uh, 12 56 on this friday it's the john DePietro show on am 1380 and 99.9 fm you know i want to commend uh the rhode island republican party put out a press release buying votes with your money general assembly what are you going to do about it according to recent news reports Governor McKee administration has reached a tentative agreement with the Rhode Island's largest union state employees and give them $3,000 each for being vaccinated. The agreement has not been disclosed to the public. Uh, one of these bonuses will be given next July, one month before the primary. It's an out- Rhode Island Republican Party has the following comment. It's an outrageous giveaway by the McGreed administration. Earlier this year, they entered into the $5 million contract with ILO, company led by former subordinate Mike McGee, longtime McKee advisor. Then the McKee administration in agreement with the Providence Teachers Union gave teachers one time $3,000 payment to teachers and raises did not make change to the school system. Now McKee wants to enter into a contract with Council 94, 3,000 state workers have already been vaccinated. This is not some minor incentive like a gift card. This is a political payoff. McKee is trying to buy the votes of the state's largest union state employees, help them survive the primary. This is what Rhode Island politicians do when they have too much money to spend. McKee is not only weak, he is a disgrace. The General Assembly must step in and stop this payoff. And also release the contract should be released to the public. The contract should be submitted to the General Assembly, and they should reject it. You know, all this secrecy, this is insanity, folks. And it's true. Now, I also want to, um, let me also just see this. Uh, Once they receive the bonus, they, yes, just heard from Luna. They expect to have parry with it. Yes, of course they do. As I had predicted. You know, absolutely. In for a penny, in for a pound. It's not 4,000 people. It's 15,000 people, as I had said. You think one union's going to get it? Now, folks, it's 1259. It's John DePietro. Next hour, radio only. The power hour's next. Now, we have a lot to get to. I think we're going to speak with Blake Filippi. Um, I had said this. Now, we're also on Verdict Watch. With the Kyle Rittenhouse case, we have a lot more to get to, but this McKee scheme needs to be called out. This is bribery. This is bribery. Timing a bonus for next July, one month before the primary, is just out-out bribery, without question. Folks, it's John DePietro. Remember, next hour, you can listen AM 1380 or 99.9 FM or online at the website petro.com Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. The power hour is next. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back a lot more with the John DePetro show.